Would you like to have all day energy without that afternoon slump, without that jittery feeling? What if you could get all of that in just one supplement? Well, if you look at, in the stores, you look on the internet, you'll find a lot of supplements that are offering to do just that for you. I call them energy supplements. So today we're gonna talk about what are these energy supplements? What's in them? Do they work? Are they safe? And with us today, we have Jennifer Neely, known personally and professionally as just Neely. And she is a registered dietitian nutritionist, certified health coach in Dallas. Her website is neelyonnutrition.com. Do you wish you had more energy so you could feel better, stay focused at work, and have more fun at home? Well, there's nothing stopping you. Professional athletes have used the science of peak performance for decades to help them to perform better. And you can too. The research supports that all it takes is just small shifts in the way you eat, sleep, move, and think. So listen in as me and my guests talk about how to energize your life so you can be happier, healthier, and more productive. So welcome, Neely. Thanks, Joe. It's good to see you. Let me ask you a basic question right up front, because a lot of people assume that supplements are natural, they're regulated, and so therefore they're safe. Is that true? Not necessarily. Um, 25, over 25 years ago, about 26 years ago, a law was passed in 1994, and it was um, the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, which basically the bottom line is it deregulated the supplement industry. So we know that our foods are regulated, our prescription drugs are regulated. You're saying that supplements are not regulated in the same way? Not in the same way, no. And not the same way as drugs are. So the, um, the act, the supplement act, puts them in an entirely different category. So um, unfortunately, they do not need to be proven safe and effective. Um, they don't need the FDA's approval before being marketed. So you can put a supplement out on the market without testing it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's, and that's why the industry has grown from, there was about 4,000 supplements on the market in 1994 and it's estimated 80 to 90,000 or maybe even more now. Yeah. That's like hundreds and hundreds of percent increase because anybody can get into the game, which unfortunately puts a, a, puts a, a damper on those supplement companies that are reputable. And what I understand, as long as you're not making a statement about treating a disease, right. you can pretty much say any other thing. Yeah, those like the, the health claims that you're talking about, like, you know, oats that can help lower cholesterol. Um, you can say that something like promotes energy, but you can't say anything like um, anything related to a disease or um, a specific condition. Yeah. Okay, so, they, like, so they can get away with saying things that maybe are not even true and not even tested, correct? Right. Yeah. Now or there might there might be a, a there might be a sub a study, but the study is like so tiny it might be a pilot study, and it, they may have that claim, but there's no again there's just no guarantee. 
And again, you're just making sure that you're buying from a reputable um, source. And there are a couple and, of things that we can. And we, we will we will talk about that first. But let, let's talk about like, for example, I mean, I've been doing this podcast for a while about how to energize your life. And let's face it, there are a lot of things. And what I worry about with supplements is not um, not the same things that you're concerned with, but the fact that people won't get treated for some of the underlying conditions. In other words, you're, you're out there looking for a supplement to give you energy when in fact you haven't figured out what's causing the fatigue in the first place. And it could be things like not getting enough good quality sleep, that's part of it, but it also could be some serious condition. It could be, um, it could be type two diabetes where your blood sugar is, is elevated. It could be um, thyroid disease. And so any amount of stimulant is going to make you feel a little bit better, but it's not going to help with the low thyroid. It could be a, a sleep disorder like sleep apnea. In other words, I want to make sure that people are getting diagnosed with what the issue is. Even let's talk about like, for example, anemia. A lot of women during you know, their premenopausal uh, stage of life might be deficient in some nutrients that would cause an anemia, but it's not as simple as just taking an iron supplement, hoping that'll give you energy, correct? Correct, right, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not a proponent of taking iron period unless you're diagnosed by the doctor because it's a, it's a mineral that's a tiny mineral, it's a trace mineral and too much can cause adverse effects. Yes, I ran into somebody the other day that was still taking their one a day type supplement that they took before they went through menopause, not realizing the difference between that and the senior one. And she didn't like the name senior, but the difference is the senior one doesn't have that iron. And right. we certainly don't need that iron in our later years if we're not deficient. But again, a simple blood test can tell you whether it's a B6 deficiency, a B12 deficiency iron. You don't want to just take something yeah. without knowing what the condition is. Yeah. And that's why it's so important just to, to have regular conversations with a physician, whether it's a, you know, yearly checkups, a well woman exam, you know, a well man exam, whatever they call them, you know, those are, you know, at no cost to us. So, you know, with our insurance that's provided. So I think that that's probably one of the best things is just having a good relationship with your, um, with your healthcare professional. And some of the things that you, you may not even think about like the B12 deficiency. When I was, when I turned 50, my doctor ordered a B12 test and I thought, what a waste of money. I am not a vegetarian because people who don't eat any animal products might need to take a supplement of B12 unless they're getting some other fortified source of it. But that didn't, that wasn't me. And I'm thinking that's ridiculous. a wasting my money. But I went through and I did the test because it was on the sheet of paper. And what I found out is that I was deficient. And when I called my mom to let her know, she was like, oh yeah, remember, you know, little Papa had a B12 deficiency. It runs in the family. I'm like, yeah, now you tell me. And, uh, and so that's a simple little blood test. Right. So it's much better to find out what the condition is. But you bring up something good, B12. So all of, well, most all of the B vitamins, and there's a complex of B vitamins, what they do in the body is they help our macronutrients, our protein, carbon, fat, make energy, but they in and of themselves don't give us the energy. But how often do you see like B12 shots, you know, on sale, $99, you know, for a B12 shot, but people have this idea 
that we're going to get this boost of energy. And that is not the case. I mean, there's going to be no help whatsoever if you're not deficient in um, B12. No help at all. It might even be an issue because people assume they're water soluble vitamins. So heck, if I, if I get more of it, my body will flush it out. Well, studies have shown that high doses of B6, which a lot of people were taking for their menstrual pain, was causing you know, irreversible nerve damage. So don't assume it's water soluble and therefore I can take whatever I want. Right. It doesn't work that way. Well, it's, you know, a, a number of the vitamins and minerals have, um, they've got the, the RDA, um, the recommended intake. And then there's also, some of them have um, an upper tolerable intake level that's, you know, like vitamin C, it's, you know, 2000 milligrams. So, you know, just because some is good doesn't necessarily mean more is better. What, what's this, the, the adage, the dose makes the poison? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always encourage people that are taking those energy supplements in the back of it that ha might have some of the B vitamins. I mean, if you're deficient in B vitamins, figure out which one it is and a simple blood test can do that. And if you think you need some insurance, I hear this all the time, you're probably safe with a one a day type supplement, right. not brand, like a Centrum or the equivalent of it from a reputable place, you know, that has 100% of all the daily you know, yeah. nutrients. You're probably safe with something like that. And for just pennies a day, versus what these other pills are costing, sometimes upwards of one or more dollars a day. You bring up um, a great point though. And I, a lot of people think that the more you spend, the better the supplement is. And that's not necessarily the case. And in um, one of the resources that I really like, um, consumerlab.com, they actually look at like how much it costs for, and they mm -hmm. test them. And you can get a good quality uh, multivitamin for, you know, 10 cents a day. And, but some of them can be as much as a dollar a day. You don't need to spend that money. They look like they've got all this stuff in there, but it's not necessarily um, an amount that's going to do you any good. And there might be, you know, lack of sufficient research re regarding that. But so, yeah. And, and, and honestly, you know, some, I just, I'll name some places like the Target brand, um, Kirkland, the from um, Costco, you know, some of those, because they have a lot to lose if their products are bad. That's right. Yeah. Because even though the FDA doesn't regulate supplements in the same way, if people get sick, and, and I heard in a recent report that 23,000 people go into the ERs each year with issues related to supplements. And that's probably undercounted because there's so many people that don't even realize it's right. a supplement that's causing the issue. But still, unless there's some serious issues, the FDA doesn't even get involved. And there's, I mean, it's like, take the case of um, the supplement um, ephedra from mm -hmm. years ago. I mean, there were like a hundred deaths before anything was done just because it's not that the FDA is not doing it. It's just that their hands are tied. They don't have the manpower to do what they need to do. Um, every semester I have my students do on a discussion board about supplements and, and their discussion is, why isn't the FDA doing more, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, the, part, the problem is, is that it's the law. The law is written in such a way that there's only so much they can do. One of the things though that I have noticed, because there, there, there are interactions with 
drugs and supplements. And some people think, oh, it's natural, it's safe. I don't have to worry about and but now if you look at a medical questionnaire, it always has, you know, what some, you know, drugs and supplements you're taking because your physician, your um your primary care provider needs to know that because there can be interaction. And and one of the things that I I particularly know is the the high blood pressure. If you're taking medications for high blood pressure, and let's face it, when you get to a certain age, um, it increases, I think it's like more than half of all American adults in their middle years, and then it increases even more to as much as 70% have elevated high blood pressure. So if they're taking some kind of medication, that along with some of these things that are in the energy supplements could really truly interact. So oh, you most certainly definitely. don't want to, most definitely. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, probably the number one ingredient that I see in a lot of these supplements that are proposing to have better energy than a cup of coffee, guess what? The first ingredient is caffeine. So that or what else? It's also disguised as like grana is one of them. Mm -hmm. And a a natural source of caffeine. But exactly. A colon nut is another one that's a natural source of caffeine. So it may not say caffeine, but it is in fact basically what's what it's right. what it is. And so you have to ask yourself when those supplements, if they do give you a burst of energy, is it coming from those other smaller ingredients or is it the caffeine, which is the main component of it? And let's face it, caffeine won't give us energy. Energy, as you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know, it comes from food. You know, food breaks down to small little pieces. It gets out into our bloodstream, into our cells and bam, produces ATP. That is energy. The other things might make you feel energized, might make you feel a little bit alert like caffeine does, but it can't truly give you energy to run on for physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy. For that, we have to have food. But, you know, caffeine does give us a state of alertness and many of these supplements have got caffeine in them. And they're stimulants. So it's not, it doesn't give you energy in the way it gives, it's a stimulant making you feel more energized. Yes, that's it. They make you feel like you have energy, but it's not true energy. If you're, you know, if you need a little bit more motivation, if you need some more energy to get out there and work out harder or faster, you know, caffeine isn't going to give it to you. You need to get some food. Now, some of the um, ingredients that really concern me on some of these energy supplement labels are those proprietary herbs. Neely, do you have any comments about that? Again, it just goes back to herbs are under the regulation of the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act. In a 2013 study, there was... um, Um, a group of 44 herbal supplements, and it showed that 30 out of the 44 had some kind of a product substitution. What it means is that there might be something that's not listed on the supplement fact label that may in fact be in there. As a matter of fact, there's- Those are those numbers again, Neely. You said how many out of how many? With 44 herbal um, products that were tested, product substitution occurred in 30 of 44. Only two of the 12 companies had products with no substitution or contamination or filler. Okay, contamination. What do you mean by contamination? What's, what's in these supplements? Well, who knows? Honestly, I mean, it could be, it could be lead. It could be just be fillers like, you know, pixie dust. It could be, um, you know, any, really there's, who knows what might be in there as a. 
I remember reading about a supplement that helps to lower your cholesterol and somebody was actually taking it and saying, hey, it's working even better than my pharmaceutical prescription drug that I was taking. But then when I looked in the consumer lab, I found out that it, in it, they found that it had some of this, this prescription in it. Right. But it was unregulated, meaning one pill you might you get you know, this dosage, the next one you might get another dosage. That's kind of the concern with me with some of these. So Neely, you mentioned earlier that there was a way to figure out if the product has what it says that it has in the product. Again, no way to figure out if that supplement is actually going to work, you know, if that certain ingredient is going to help you with the condition that you have. But there aren't ways to figure out if the supplement has in the bottle what it's what's listed on the label nothing more nothing less and the right amounts and how do we figure that out there are three um third-party verification sources um, one of them is easily accessible by by anybody there is a small subscription fee per year um but and i've been a member for decades but it's consumerlab.com. And what they do is they take um, um, supplements in different categories from around the country and they test them for purity and potency. So they're, and also um, the ability to, to disintegrate. Again, like you said, it's not testing that it's gonna do what it says it's gonna do, but is there the amount that it says it has? Um, are there contaminants in there that are not otherwise listed? So consumerlab.com. And you, you mentioned the dissolving part, because I remember probably a decade or more ago, there were all these supplements like the, the uh, daily 100% daily requirement supplements that they were finding out was passing in your poop. In other words, it didn't even break down. So you were getting nothing from it. You were spending money and not getting anything. So consumerlab.com is one. Another one is um, U.S. Pharmacopeia. Um, and, um, and on that, the label will say USP. USP, right. There's actually, right. So, so I have people look for that. And again, looking and staying with your big name brand sources, I think you're going to be the, the most safe. And then the third and one. You're right. They, they have the most to lose. Right. Um, exactly. I am kind of concerned about those multi-level marketing companies that we don't know where they're going to be tomorrow. We don't know how long they've been in business. And right. I'm kind of concerned with that. Right. Yeah. And then the other one, the third one is the um, NSF. So, and there's in particular like NSF for sport, and that's for like um, for college athletes. That one's, and, and there's actually a website where you can test, see which of those are um, on that. Yeah. List. It's really important for athletes because. Um, they can get banned from an activity if they're taking some of these banned ingredients. And sometimes they're taking, you know, supplements over the counter, not realizing that it's been contaminated. So exactly. they're, not, they're not trying to, um, oh, to take no. a certain supplement, but that's what they're in there but doing. If you don't know that it's got a steroid in it because yeah. there's, there's no, you know, lack of regulation, mm -hmm. it can be a problem. Yeah. Okay. So I think it boils down to buyer beware with some of these supplements. Um, I always say, make sure you go to your medical care professional, find out what is causing this fatigue. What is causing this low energy? Maybe it's a um, disease state that can be treated and you don't even need to have the supplement. 
maybe it's something like even sleep. A lot of people will say, oh, just, you know, just give me some more caffeine, I'll be fine. When in fact, caffeine again is a stimulant drug that makes you feel like you have energy, but it isn't energy. And so you still end up doing stupid things when you don't get enough sleep, not to mention that it, you know, not getting enough good quality sleep can increase your risk of heart disease, type two diabetes, certain types of cancers, and also increase your risk of dementia. So it, we don't really want to take something to make us feel better. We want to make, we want to take something that'll make us well again. There are um, natural energy boosters, you know, that I talk about. And, and one of them is just food and it's, you know, your better quality food and not, not necessarily organic or that, but just more wholesome uh, food. Uh, In other words, well, instead of chips and crackers and puffed vegetable snacks or whatever, uh, to actually eat whole foods. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, minimize those um, ultra processed foods, um, hydrate, hydrate, hydration, um, move more. And, and sleep, like you mentioned. So if you're, if you're getting all those things, then as you said, there might be an underlying condition why you, you know, don't have the energy, but if you're lacking in those five things, then it could be as simple as making some of those changes versus paying, you know, 30, $40 a dollar a day for some kind of a of a supplement you think is going to help you get that energy. Right, right. And, and don't forget, for those of you who want to know more about caffeine, in episode 37, we talked about caffeine and how much is safe, how much will give you, uh, how much you need to take to give you that feeling of alertness and focus. You know, what the research studies show is that small amounts several times a day is better than that big gulp in the morning. And Neely, you mentioned water, which we've talked about as well. When you're dehydrated just down one or 2% of your total body weight, which isn't very much, might be a couple of cups of water, um, then we tend to have lower energy levels. It can bring on fatigue and dizziness and, and low performance levels. Not to mention that how many of us wake up first thing in the morning, we go to the bathroom and what color is that urine first thing in the morning? Like the color of this wall, right? Which is a sign that we're probably dehydrated. So when people think they need more coffee, what they actually might need is more water. And that's why they're craving the coffee. Yeah. So um, good points about the the three things we need to look on for the, on the label to find out if the supplement has what we think we're paying for. Anything else you'd like to add to that? Um, in doing um, a little bit of research online and just looking for energy supplements, I found a number of products, you know, and I, which will go unnamed, but I have to dive deep. You know that I go down the rabbit hole of this research and looking at what the ingredient is in this particular supplement um, and I did find some studies, but the studies were all done. They're all pilot studies for one thing, and they're all done and, um, and um, by the company that makes that particular brand. Um, not necessarily saying that that's always a bad thing, because, but I didn't find anything outside of research that was supported by the company that gave them the supplement. So I, I just... Go ahead. I'm it's sorry. Great marketing. I mean, it's just good marketing. Yes. And, and uh, 
For those of you who like to go deep and go down the rabbit hole, you can go to PubMed, P-U-B-M-E-D. Um, it's a government website in which you can look up all the different studies that have been published. And that's a good indicator when you put in your ingredient and only one study pops up and you're like, oh, that's kind of scary. Or, yeah. Or a you know, study that, you know, on this and has nothing to do with energy. You know? Right. Um, right. So um, another, you mentioned PubMed. I actually, I don't use PubMed as much as I use Google Scholar. It's really easy to use and it gives you the full text in many instances or has a, mm -hmm. a link there to the full text. And I, you know, just looking at the abstract is not going to give you an, enough. So, right. Yeah. So, Neely, um, I think we need to end our discussion here, but uh, where can people reach out to you? Um, NeelyOnNutrition.com is my website and pretty much everything is there. I have blogs and videos um, on social media, Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Neely, um, Neely on Nutrition, and that's N-E-I-L-Y on Nutrition.com. Um, and Neely, as a health coach, what kind of clientele do you work with mostly? I work with uh, mostly women um, over 40. And uh, what the bottom line of what I do with my clients is I help them make peace with food and with their body. Well, thank you all for joining me today, and I'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you. Please subscribe to the channel and share it with others. For more information about how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com. That's just four letters, drjo.com.